1: Burner, burner, burn, burn. What up? What's happening? Welcome in to the DNBR NBA show. I am your host today, Brendan Vogt. Adam Mars is doing something important to my right. That's Harrison Wind. Harrison, what's up, man?
0: What's up, man? I didn't have time for air horns. I didn't have time for a let's go in that intro. It, it threw me off a little. Just going to say. You know what? I'm off my rhythm, too. I was thinking about There it is. Do I do-
1: Friends, oh, if I'm go. hosting, we have to iron this out. Um, Air Force <laughs> or Not, this show is brought to you. It's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. New customers can use promo code DNVR when they sign up. Get all types of sweet deals with the NFL season that is underway. Uh, they're official sports betting partners of the NFL. But we're gathered here today, Wind, to talk about basketball. Some important big news in the NBA. A little update from America which we've largely ignored and uh, a little more, a little more EuroBasket talk because why not? It's still going on. It's still good basketball, but Harrison let's open up with the, uh, the serious stuff, shall we? Oh God. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get
0: it. Let's get it out of the, out of the way. Let's get the news of the day out of the way here. The biannual obligatory
1: coverage of just, uh, yeah, just something totally controversial in the NBA. I love it. Okay. As we know, ESPN in November, Uh, of last year, wrote an article. Baxter Holmes wrote an an investigative piece about Robert uh, Sarver and his behavior with the Suns organization and the Mercury organization. Um, That investigation has completed, and the NBA released their findings and the details behind their punishment. This uh, This investigation was based on information gathered from interviews with 320 individuals, including current and former employees who worked for the teams during Mr. Sarver's 18 year tenure as managing partner, Mr. Sarver and other relevant individuals. Uh, And from the evaluation of more than 80,000 documents and other materials. So this was an extensive, this was a long investigation, Harrison. Uh, Here's what they found. Some of the key findings are that uh, Mr. Sarver on at least five occasions during his tenure with the Suns Mercury organization, repeated the N-word when recounting the statements of others. He engaged in instances of inequitable uh, conduct toward female employees, made many sex-related comments in the workplace, made inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female employees and other women, and on several occasions engaged in inappropriate physical conduct toward male employees. He also engaged in demeaning and harsh treatment of employees, including yelling and cursing at them. Harrison, sounds like a super fun workplace.
0: Yeah, so I, I kind of opened the show joking that, yeah, we got to get the serious stuff out of the way, but this is this is very serious. And it's funny because the NBA puts out the statement that you just read from and three bullet points of the key findings, quote unquote. And I guess these are key according to the NBA, but they don't actually seem to be like the real key findings, um, as other people have tweeted out. Because if you go to Ben Galver's timeline, he's breaking down. It seems like what are the actual key mm. findings that you can find in the actual public ap- report that is made public? Um, and there's some awful stuff in there. Th- there's like heinous stuff that I don't even feel comfortable like saying on this podcast. Sure. If, if we want Kale, we can just scroll Ben Galver's timeline to get a quick summary of it but i I'm, I'm i'm actually not surprised that the nba didn't put that stuff in its statement because then it probably would have blown up even more they clearly tried to hide a lot of this in the actual report but um this is just vulgar vulgar stuff and he got suspended a year vote look he can't be involved in the suns he can't go to games Yada, yada, yada. I'm I'm sure that's not going to um, be a huge damper on Robert Sarver's life. Big deal. He can't go to Suns games for one year. Can't right. go to the practices for one year. A year goes by, he'll be cool. He can keep doing the stuff, it seems like. But it feels like the only reason why he isn't banned for life or he isn't – he's not – like they're not making him sell the team like they did Donald Sterling is because it doesn't seem like any of this stuff is on tape. Like that's my initial read. Yes. It seems like all of this is done through interviews. Um, Like the amount of people they interviewed is obviously vast because this goes back like around 20 years. But I feel like if this stuff was caught on tape, the NBA would have no choice but to – do what they did to donald sterling to start
1: which brings us back to your first point about i'm reading from the nba's uh the nba pr department's official statement here so it's the it's the washed down kind of sugar-coated version it's
0: incredibly washed down. i
1: I think that's because of a lot of what you were just hitting on which is legally like there's so much here that from a, a consumer perspective it's sufficient. We know everything we need to know about Robert Sarver. But I think from the NBA's perspective, if you look at how they wrote this, um, because they include the line uh, that the investigation made no finding that Mr. Sarver's workplace misconduct was motivated by racial or gender-based animus. So they're trying very hard not to get sued because as you pointed out, a lot of this probably by a lawyer could be painted as hearsay, whereas with Sterling, it was a lot more we literally have him red-handed, and so yeah. that informed a lot of not just the punishment, but how the NBA, you know, is talking about it in, in any sort of official capacity.
0: Yeah, I mean, just listen to some of the wording from this PR release by the NBA. Um, like here's what the Suns have to do because of this investigation. Um, the Suns. In addition to July 2021, the organization hired a new head of human resources who, along with other executives, has since implemented a series of positive workplace changes. These included updated respect in the workplace policy. Okay. Mm. Uh, The creation of a confidential hotline for reports of misconduct. That seems like a very good thing. An investigation response team for conducting internal investigations. Additional workplace training on key policies and a new parental leave policy. I'm sure the sons are going to make a lot of changes internally, you have to, they need to after something like this. Those th- those things that I just read that the sons need to do now, I don't see that leading to a 180 degree change in workplace um in, in how that workplace operates, do you?
1: No, I don't. I mean, the sensitivity training kind of like policy overhaul stuff, it feels, I mean, I appreciate any step in the right direction, but it always feels a little hollow. We're a little ahead of ourselves when let's break down the uh, repercussions here for Sarver. He is suspended, as you mentioned, from Suns and Mercury operations for one season. You may immediately think, what does that mean? Well, he can't be present at any NBA or WNBA team facility, including office, arena, or practice facility. He cannot attend or participate in any event or activity in either league, including games, practices, or, and this seems vague to me, business partner activity. Um, He can't represent the Suns or Mercury in any public or private capacity. He cannot have any involvement with the business or basketball operations um, or the business governments or activities of either the NBA or the WNBA he has a 10 million dollar fax uh 10 million dollar fine staring him in the face that's the max allowed uh that the nba can levy that's, is $10 that's
0: about what tory craig's getting paid on his contract over a yeah, couple of years
1: i think tom Haberstrow had some good uh some good info out there for context on it because sarver is the owner of an nba team and the suns he bought the suns for 404 million in 2004 okay. Today the Suns are valued at 1.8 billion. Okay. Um, a $10 million fine represents 0.6% of the team's valuation. It's not much. Uh it is the most the NBA can levy. I think when they did it for Sterling, the most back then was like 2.5, which is what they levied. But it certainly all feels a little um insufficient, When
0: vote you you miss you missed the biggest bullet point here mr sarver that's right this is from the NBA's press release Mr. Sarver must during his suspension complete a training program focused on respect and appropriate conduct in the workplace
1: yeah that'll that'll really reshape that growing you know, no just
0: just sometime over this next year um you know do this little training program and boom you're cured you're healed I know. Do the know. training program and you're good to go, Bob. I mean, look, this is,
1: it, it's better to have it there, I guess, than not. But do you think he's going to come out of that a, a reshaped person, a fundamentally reshaped human being? Uh, I don't.
0: No, because he's been acting like this for 20 years. <laughs>
1: So obviously when people are, and you already have, as you should, are going to draw a lot of parallels to the Donald Sterling situation. Sterling was caught on tape making these comments, which I think changed the equation because definitely silver, if he even were to try to force a sale of the team would need a 75%, I believe approval uh, in terms of voting from the board of governors, also known as owners, they own the teams, whatever. So I would think it was much harder to reach 75% this time around, given the lack of concrete damning evidence. Now, if the, by the way, lest this sound like I'm defending the outcome of the decision, I'm not. I'm just attempting to understand it. So I, what I strongly believe is that the owners do not want to set a precedent where, again, I believe it's sufficient, but as they might describe it, he said, she said, without concrete evidence is enough is enough to just Probably. say you're out of there. You have to sell the team because whether or not other people have behaved the way Sarver has, and maybe they have, they don't want to set a precedent of, Oh, just being an asshole gets me out of here. That's I didn't, I didn't think that was the club that we were all in here together.
0: Yeah. The, when Donald Sterling had his whole scandal, just the fact that it was caught on audio changed everything. Right. I think if that doesn't get caught on audio, he's probably looking at something similar to what Robert Sarver just got. I, I've I've got to think that way if this is the conclusion that Adam Silver came to after this long investigation. And This has been going on a, a long, long time. The, the right. NBA doing this investigation, and I, I'm I agree with you. I don't think other league owners would want to set a precedent. Where ex employees can pretty much force them to sell the team if they bring these accusations against them. Because, Vote, I guarantee you this is going on in other franchises. I don't know which ones, um, but I guarantee you some stuff like this has happened across the league. Look, man, like I've, but before I worked in sports media full time, I worked in software and the software culture with a lot of executives in a lot of different companies is very much an old boys club. Yep. I I think it's probably very similar to how NBA owners act in the workplace. I know the type of shit that probably goes on there. Um, and, And I guarantee you, this isn't the only team where there's been very questionable things done at the ownership level in terms of leadership and, and workplace culture. There's no way. I think you're absolutely right. And to project it onto any one specific
1: franchise without evidence, unfair. To think this is an isolated incident, probably painfully naive. Uh, now, Sarver, by all accounts, by the way, appears to just be a crazy person and an asshole. Oh, yeah. But is, he, is that a unique breed in terms of those who inherit uh fortunes and, and own sports teams probably not especially with you know there. are look are there specific carbon copies of Sar- sarver's behavior i don't know but the like you just said the sort of locker room talk the the general yeah. inappropriateness being above the law kind of kind of aura i'm sure that that exists if it isn't prevalent league-wide
0: so yeah and um did I say good boys club? I meant old boys club. Yeah. 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 No, I I think you said old boys, <laughs> old boys club. Um, I'm curious to see what our friends at PHX think about this. I would highly recommend anybody who's watching yep. to tune into their show when they go live, because they're obviously extremely close to the situation. I, I think they've been hearing stuff like this will probably, you know, eventually come out before today. Um, So I'm very curious and interested to see and hear what what they think and what they write about this. I I would definitely recommend everybody watching this show uh, to tune into PHNX because I'm sure they'll be covering this wall-to-wall. And, you know, if we were in a similar situation –
1: we would have to do our best, but we would sure want it to be over as soon as possible. And we would sure want that owner out of there. I, we would want to move on to, to, to what we do. And I'm sure Sun's fans all feel the same way, not just because of the obvious ethical stuff. Hey, I, no one wants to support this guy or give this guy money, but also just the how this, this is organizational rot. As long mm-hmm. as he stays there, as long as he's the figurehead, not just figurehead, but actually the one mm-hmm. writing checks in that org, any, I would imagine, this is projection, I would imagine that any woman or, or person of color, player, basketball operations, any side of it, is going to think twice before signing with Phoenix after this. And I know maybe that's naive, maybe not. Maybe this stuff is so prevalent, as you said before, it's it's just business. But from the Sun side of things, you sure would want this resolved as quickly as possible. And by resolved, I mean, get this guy out of here. Yeah.
0: I mean, the only thing I'd say to that is I actually it's funny because with Donald Sterling, he had the whole episode where he had that white party every year. And remember that? And players had gone to it. And like Blake Griffin yeah. had talked about how awkward that was being there. Um, that was obviously forward facing with the players. That was directly to the players. But I wouldn't be surprised And look, I don't know. This is just my educated guess. I wouldn't be surprised if the players and actually the people maybe on like just really close to the basketball side of this experience this less Mm. than like... That's a good point. Your person in um, corporate sponsorship or your random female in suites who's like selling so you're your random person in um like customer relations. I wonder if those type of employees feel this more than the players. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do.
1: That it yeah that it's an an operations thing. Just anyone in Sarver's close or larger orbit probably just has to deal with the stress of this. Um it's yeah. crazy though man. When you <laughs> When you, when you look at the bullet points they listed, which, like you said, are, I think, a sugar-coated retelling of the events, even those aren't good. And then to follow that up with that statement that we there's this investigation made no finding that his misconduct was motivated by racial or gender-based animus, which is <laughs> pretty much the, all of the findings that he did, in fact, mm-hmm. do that. It's just such an awkward situation where... I think everyone who has the information in front of them feels they have enough to to make a uh, to to have an opinion. Yeah, and the NBA just kind of has to tightrope walk this thing. And at the end of the day, ten million dollar fine, sure it's the max allowed, but it's minuscule to him. And one suspended season, what does that? First of all, is he allowed to profit off the team during that suspension? You know probably I'm- I don't see why
0: not so who from the cyber perspective who
1: cares so it's it's just too light it's just
0: too light yeah here here we it's go. it's it's honestly a little embarrassing from the league like to be to be totally honest oh yeah man. it seems like everybody is united though on this issue that the punishment was too light yeah you know, like obviously nobody's come out and been like, "That's it's a fair punishment, Mister Silver." Thank right. you, right? Yeah, Thank good you job for that. Right? Yeah, good job. Yeah. I think that's, and then we can all move on. I mean, it's very clear what happened, right?
1: Like the this is, I would think that the owners just said, "No, we're not doing this," and so the punishments are they don't fit the crime, but they do walk the tightrope
0: of yeah. of not offending the, the, the owners who are really who Adam Silver works for. This is from page three of the NBA statement. Uh, Additionally, the Suns and Mercury organization must fulfill a series of requirements for workplace improvements set forth and monitored by the NBA. These requirements, among other things, include retaining an outside firm to evaluate and make, make recommendations with respect to workplace training programs, policies and procedures, and hiring and compensation practices with a focus on fostering a diverse, inclusive, and respectful workplace. Conducting regular and anonymous workplace culture surveys and responding to survey results with specific action plans. A lot of survey stuff going on here. Uh, Immediately report to the league any instances of allegations of significant misconduct by an employee. It's probably a good idea. For a period of three years, providing the league with regular sports reports related to steps taken by the organization to address these requirements. And then finally following league direction for uh, improvement of workplace issues. If, as they arise, that's a lot of words, not a lot of substance in my opinion (laughs) on those five bullet points. No, no. But again,
1: I do think it contributes to the earlier point of just, if you're a staffer, if you're working the basketball operations side, you 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 agree to work with the sons and they they fax over a contract and it says it says literally if you see anything problematic you have to tell someone <laughs> that's what it's like to work here we need you to speak up that's, that's- yeah
0: we know our workplace culture is absolutely fucked right like, if you have other choices don't come work here yeah but if you do <laughs> just know here's what we have in place to make our historically heinous workplace culture, right. Um, just suitable enough to work here. The other thing I wonder, and this is stuff we can't really, this is conjecture,
1: but you know, is Robert Sarver a more well-liked guy than Donald Sterling was? Like if you're getting to that 75% vote, obviously, first of all, Sarver sounds like an entirely unlikable guy, but I don't know, you know, what personalities comprise this board, but, um, you know, Sterling, What? W- obviously he was caught on tape, but he was also just a crazy person. I'm sure everyone was like, yeah, we're just as fine to see him go. Whereas with Sarber, and then you think back, you know, to Mark Cuban, who certainly made it out of those allegations unscathed, you know? like are these yeah. guys that are just too entrenched and too well-liked politically within the board of governors to even get ousted. Because if the league was really serious about this stuff, the Dallas story would still be something we talk about. Cuban maybe would have had to sell that team, and Sarver would be selling this team, but we know that's not really, really how it works.
0: Yeah, I think it's a valid point. Also, with Donald Sterling, you had the fact that he was like really old. That too. I think there was a sense of "all right, let's let's put him out to pasture." You know.
1: I agree. Um, but we barely acknowledged it, by the way. Earlier, super producer Kale put Robert Sarver's uh, statement up on the screen. It's how would I it doesn't read as authentic that would be my summary oh you um, don't think he actually wrote it i don't think he wrote it i don't think oh, he believes okay. the words uh there it is yeah here we go good leadership requires
0: accountability that's wait the following statement is attributed to mr server yes is that just saying he didn't write it i that you might be right there <laughs> that might be like the
1: admission that he didn't write it but okay. we're, we're attributing it to him anyway Oh, man. I take full responsibility for what I've done. Oh, that's one more angle we should talk about. In the NBA statement and in Sarver's statement, they talked about being fully cooperative with the investigation and accepting the punishment. Uh, but Woj did also tweet out that he and Baxter Holmes were reporting that that was not the case at all, that Sarver did uh, felt like the punishment was too steep and fought tooth and nail. So mm-hmm. there's another fun
0: little detail for you. Um, no matter what the punishment would have been, you're always going to have the, you know, retort from the other side. Right. That is true. That is true. All right, let's get into a little
1: uh, let's get into a little read action here, Harrison. And on the other side, we can talk about fun stuff.
0: Breckenridge Brewery they got a birthday coming up, 32 years young to celebrate. Breck Brew throwing a weekend long hoot kick off the fall with live music, food, beer. Beer. This is Breck Brew we're talking about. And games October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. National acts like the Spin Doctors and local favorites Railroad Earth are rocking out. So stay tuned to everything DNVR for Hoot Nanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. Check out the link in the description or go to BreckBrew.com for more details on tickets and the entire artist lineup. Uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, Football season is back. The NFL's opening weekend—it's done. It was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for Week Two of touchdown, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just five dollars on any football game and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Also, check out the DraftKings Early Win Promotion. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by ten at any point during the game. You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: We're back. Harrison, we had a lot of fun covering Eurobasket. So much fun. That we blatantly ignored FIBA America, which was also happening in Brazil. Team yeah. USA got bronze. That's not even the show note. That's not even what we're going to talk about. Uh, but shout out, shout out Zylan Cheatham, though. Good for him.
0: Um, did, you, did you see like some of this roster for Team America, like you were just saying? Zylan Cheatham, uh, Nugget Cole. Summer League, great. Norse Cole. Cole. That, yeah, that North one Cole. blew my mind.
1: That's, that's the thing. Like, are they... I thought that we would send like young development teams or something. No, we just send the most random roster you could possibly
0: imagine. How about this one vote? Jody Meeks. No way, dude. Like, Jody Meeks. What's Providing end- some nice veteran presence. What's the end goal of that roster? What's the end goal? Well, well, it's to, to win an
1: America Cup, which they actually almost did. They did. <laughs> they did get the bronze um yeah. they did get the bronze. Brazil the host country finished with the silver. They lost a heated, a close, a thrilling final to the ultimately undefeated team from Argentina. Defeats Brazil 75 to 73 in Brazil. Argentina finished 6 and 0 in the tournament. And our guy Facundo Campazzo finished second in the tournament Harrison in assist per game with 8.3. Uh first look at that beautiful photo. I love that stuff. Metal photos are great Uh, first in steals per game. And his friend Gabriel deck led the tournament in scoring and both Harrison, both of them were uh, listed as part of the all tournament team. Gabriel deck took home the tournament MVP award
0: as well. The tiny
1: King, a tiny champion. One more time.
0: Shout out to Faku, man. I'm, I'm really happy for the guy. Like this is genuine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Falko's been a divisive figure on this show in Nuggets Nation over the last couple of years. His time was definitely up in Denver after last season. I really hope he catches on with another team. I really hope he can keep playing in the NBA. Um I'm I'm genuinely really happy for him that he was able to get this and get this for his country and get this for Argentina. And you know this meant a lot to him, just yes. how much national pride that he has. And, you know, to do it on a stage where he's representing his country and uh, taking down everybody else in North and South America, finishing ahead of the United States, you know, no matter what team they brought, it's still an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy for I, I I know this meant a lot to him, and I hope just good things are in his future because – he's obviously a legendary player. He had a legendary international career. Falker's also an awesome dude. Like he is an awesome person, an awesome individual. He's got a great family. The guy moved his entire family to Denver, you know, to the States. Um, He paid part of his own buyout in Europe just to come to Denver and play for the nuggets in the NBA. And I just really hope he can, you know, continue this journey here. I, I really hope it works out for him and he, latches onto another another team.
1: Well said. You brought up the point of how much this means to him. I mean, he's 31. You know, I know in in international ball sometimes guys go forever. I watched 37-year-old Rudy Fernandez tearing it up this morning, but there's only so many. There are only so many international competitions Faku will have left. Mm-hmm. So to get another one, love the joy. You know how much it means to them. To do it in Brazil, by the way, beating Brazil in Brazil. I Think it's the second time in his career Faku has done that. Check this guy's Wikipedia if you ever do forget. I mean, look look up the awards and accomplishment list. He was a third-string point guard in the NBA, found some success year one, lost it all year two. I get it. But keep in mind you are talking about a guy with a legendary basketball career outside of the NBA. And we spent a lot of time learning, man, this offseason, that basketball culture certainly extends well beyond – the league that we actually admittedly hate a little bit. So shout out yeah. Faku, uh, international champion and a champion yeah. once again.
0: Also shout out friend of the show, Jenny Garcia, who was working for That's FIBA funny. covering this whole tournament down there yeah. for the last couple of weeks. It was really, uh, cool to see her awesome coverage and, and follow it through her lens. Um, shout out Jenna for that. That was, that was really cool. That's a great point. Yeah. Shout out Jenna. That was really cool. I, I, uh, didn't
1: see that she was doing that originally and then I
0: saw a sideline reporter I thought that looks a lot like Jenna and then <laughs> yeah
1: put two no days. it's
0: it's awesome that she was down there that's that's really cool um, like people probably don't know what the America Cup is mm. um, it doesn't really mean a whole lot because I think a couple years ago they made it so it doesn't even factor into like World Cup qualifying. Okay, um, or Olympic qualifying or anything. It used to, which is why I think it was taken more seriously by the u s and even other countries in years past. But I believe um, in the last you know couple cycles, they made it so it has no bearing on World Cup qualifying or Olympic qualifying. So okay it's it's kind of an afterthought here obviously, based on what players are on this U.S. roster. Um, but, you know, worldwide, you still get some heavy hitters that come out for it. Like Facundo Compasso. One Absolutely. more gold medal. One more gold medal for a stuffed
1: cabinet at this point, I would imagine. One more Facundo note. Still has not signed with an NBA team. There is a rumor out there right now that he's signed with Real Madrid or is planning on signing with Real Madrid. As best I could find out, his agents are vehemently denying that. His goal is to stay in the NBA. This is something – I think he really views this as one of the last boxes he wants to check off for himself yeah. as a player. So credit to him, and I, and I hope he figures it out, man. Because, again, I get the limitations of the NBA level, and especially with that Nuggets bench. The time was up but we're talking about a gamer and a legend and a guy who's committed himself to the game so
0: yeah he's accomplished so much internationally the last thing he wants to do in his career is have an nba career that's yeah. that's really it for him to check off he's done everything in europe he's done close to everything for argentina he wants to have an nba career so um I hope it works out for him. Do you have any teams that you think he would fit well on?
1: Uh I it's really I mean, I don't know. I don't know teams' benches well enough, right? To say yeah. like, okay, that's well constructed for him. Because I I think if he's if he's gonna play, the ball needs to be in his hands. He can't be off ball. And if the ball is gonna be in his hands, you need a really strong pick and roll threat. You need an actual roller. So it's almost like he's good enough at the game that you would have to build a ro- like a lineup around him if yeah. you have him on your team, but the there's enough talent worldwide that in the NBA is that, is that worth it? So I think he's kind of left in a, in a no man's land, you know, so. Minnesota. Why not, man? At this point, Tim's probably just like, he's probably got a, a button with a piece of tape over it. That just says whatever. And he's, he just hits that. Why not? I could see it. Uh... Uh, all right, our beloved team, Serbia. Sorry to remind you guys, they're out. But Eurobasket rolls on, Harrison. Quarterfinal action started today, this morning. Uh, Larry Markkinen and, and the finish had Spain sweating, but a big-time comeback led by the Hernan Gomez brothers. Uh, Wancho was wow. out there. He had a, a a big three, a big and one to help turn the tide. And big Billy Hernan Gomez finishes with 27 points in 24 minutes. Uh, Spain advances past Finland, the feisty finish, to advance to the semis. And then Germany and Greece are playing right now. That game is tied 44 apiece, and I actually kind of wish I was watching it. Um, Do you have a favorite, Harrison, uh, now that Serbia is out to win the whole thing, or do you
0: have a team you're rooting for? I need to hear from the great nation of Serbia if it's okay to cheer for Italy. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's sacrilegious to cheer for Italy now that they beat Serbia or if that's what you do traditionally in Serbia, you cheer for the team that beat you. I don't know. So I, I, I need a, a I need the great that. people of Serbia to yeah give me a ruling on that. Obviously, Slovenia, um, look, we've still got Vlatko going. We, we've got Vlatko in this tournament right now. He's a key player for Slovenia. He's a starter. I'd say he's probably Slovenia's third or fourth or fifth most important player. He's definitely a top five most important player. It's Luca Goran Jogic, Mike Toby, their center. Yep. No, I got a couple guys on the wing and and Vlatko like that's the team right there though. Yep. He he's a key player for these guys. He's a really important player and he's been playing well at Eurobasket. So I'm all on the Vlatko train now, of course, you know, I'm not I'm not rooting necessarily. Like I'm not getting up in the morning, you know, brewing my coffee and making sure I'm turning on Slovenia before yeah. the first quarter starts, like I was with, with Team Serbia. Right. Um, but I'm I'm going for Slovenia. I heard, you know, somebody told me once that Luka Doncic is is half Serbian. He heard is. That. Um, so I'm I'm going for Slovenia. Yeah, shout out Chucky, right? We got to root for our guys. Yes. Yeah. I'm
1: also kind of rooting for Germany for obvious reasons. I don't know if you've ever seen my last name, but <laughs> it's not, it's not, you know, like you said, I'm not, it, it was different. I'm not as attached to this team as I actually was to the Serbian team. RIP. Right. Uh, easy to root for Giannis because he feels like Jokic kin in many ways. On the other yeah. hand, if he wins, it's going to get really hard to keep calling Jokic the best player in the world, whether we're right or wrong, it's just going to get harder. Um, yeah. And finally, Finally, I'm rooting for Poland to win the whole thing because chaos rule. Okay. All. Chaos rule. <laughs> okay. All right, man. As we're basically wrapping up our uh, Eurobasket coverage here, do you have a list of guys? Do you, is, is there
0: are there wins guys that stand out to you? I've got a couple for sure. It a couple. May. In the NBA, that I'm just higher on now, even than I've Ooh. than I was last season, and I just mentioned him. The first guy's Goran Dragic. I love Goran Dragic. I- I've liked him for a player for a long time. I've always kind of wanted him on the Nuggets. I've kind of fallen in love with him. This EuroBasket, though, he is like a much better EuroBasket player than he is NBA player, and yeah. he is still a very good NBA player. But he's, you know, 36 years old. He's definitely slowing down. He's one of the premier players in this tournament, though. He is so fun to watch. He's great defensively in this tournament. Yeah. He's like the perfect running mate for Luka. He's like that perfect veteran presence for Luka on that Slovenia team, also. So I've just been loving watching Goran Dragic at this tournament. He's so clutch. It does feel. Obviously, everything goes
1: through Luca, but it feels like when Slovenia needs something to happen on either end of the court, he's going to
0: get involved some way or another. Yeah. What about you? Do you have anybody that's that's on well, the Brendan vote list? I have a long list, but I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: mirror that pick with 37 uh, year old Rudy Fernandez. Oh, was yeah. Out there making stops uh, off the dribble. He had a step back three to beat the shot clock. Uh, yeah. This morning he looked great and I love I mean, I think the old timer in this regard with international ball is Luis Scola, but I just love the old timer national team lifer kind of guys that there's always there's a guy on every team that seems to stick around for way too long and
0: I love it. So shout out. Rudy. Mm-hmm. Shout out Rudy for sure. The other NBA guy who is climbing up my power rankings a little bit. Chetty Osmond. Oh. um Turkey I just love the look of Turkey's team mm. everybody's kind of got that shaggy curly hair um they they're just so passionate like those guys love playing for team Turkey you can just tell and Chetty Osman man I just I just love watching him he flies around the court can't really shoot the three but you know that's that's okay he loves to get out in transition. He's just a fun guy to watch. And, um, you know, he's another reason why I'm going to be locked into uh, the Cavs this season.
1: I remember post-LeBron, he was the first great hope in Cleveland. The first guy that they really yeah. rallied around.
0: Yeah. It, I just it, love, love guys that you can tell. Just love playing for their country way more than they love playing for their NBA team.
1: Yeah,
0: on that note, let's put Larry Markkinen on there. I was gonna have him like almost
1: too good to be on this list, but Finnish Larry Markkinen is not to be messed around with. Uh, He didn't have a great game today, but he had one hell of a tournament. Gonna stick with my old timer picks. Harrison, we watched this guy together. Krunoslav Simon of Croatia. This is Mm. the fella throwing up like uh, lefty hook shots, lefty bank shots. Turn around, hook shots in the lane as the shot clock expires. No one plays basketball like this anymore. I don't actually know if he's that good, but I, he's a treat <laughs> to watch. So he's on my list for
0: sure. I got to give a shout out to Worthy DeJong. Yep. Yep. If you say me, if you say that name to me 20 years from now, I'm going to remember that game. I will never forget Worthy DeJong. DeJong? DeJong. DeJong. Whatever. DeJong. Yep. I will never forget Worthy De Young after that game against Serbia. Like that that is a performance that's gonna stick with me for the rest of rest of my life. And I remember you were talking about how he's going on to play three on three for Netherlands. Is that in the Olympics coming up?
1: It is, and it's appointment viewing for me now. Right. That's the
0: thing. Now I'm gonna tune in to Netherlands playing three on three.
1: That's right. I, I actually am. Shout out Worthy De Young. He was on my list as well uh how about balvin the big center seven one guy who looks like he is from the game of thrones universe oh yeah for sure i don't he struggled a bit defensively with some with anyone who made him stretch the who had anyone who stretched the floor at all but he was also a beast and very few guys kind of built like him at this tournament he was crushing he was really fun to
0: watch as well so shout out balvin or balvin balvin czech republic, mm-hmm. czech republic. that's right yeah um, the other guy for me, I think I mentioned him on the show before, Alexander Mamukelashvili oh, out yeah, of Georgia. Dude. This guy is a six foot eleven, just tank who will get a rebound and dribble at the full length of the floor and just throw it down. I remember watching him at summer league. I think he's with the Bucks summer league team. He's on a two way contract this year, and they were playing before the Nuggets, and I was like, "Oh my god, who who is this dude?" Yeah, and I was actually sitting with somebody from the Nuggets watching that game, and I was like, "You guys should look at this dude." And he was like, "Oh, we have, we really like him, but he's on a two way with the Bucks." Mm-hmm. Um, that guy's a beast, and and super fun to watch. That's a great pick. I th- I forget which game it was. They might have
1: been beaten uh, B and H in group play, but the announcers like milwaukee bucks there is your next superstar and i was like all right (laughs) you're probably good on the superstar front but he's he is a good player uh that's obvious saline sharpshooter from finland didn't have a great game today but he was fun to watch um uh the guard for poland that Mm -hmm. guy just looks like a hooper he's got a great look so when you watch Poland tomorrow, keep an eye out for him. He's on my list, and I know you like this guy as well. Wind. I like Tyler Dorsey, who actually is Greek, by the way. He is like that's real heritage. So that's not a hired yep. gun. That's a
0: that's <laughs> a national team representative. Nice, nice, love it. Also, I have a lot of respect for the veterans of Eurobasket, as you can hmm. tell. Nick this who's oh, just yeah. been around forever, forever, but is the uh, steady point guard for Greece. Um, I love that dude, man. Like I also, like I said, I love guys who obviously love playing for their country more than their NBA team. I love guys who just know their game. Nick this doesn't play above the rim, really doesn't shoot it that much outside of the paint, but just, just knows his game, and uh, I respect it.
1: There is we should have made the all old timers team for this tournament because there are some great, great names. All right, when on the other side of the break, let's figure out which which NBA teams we want to watch this year that don't have Jokic on the roster coming up on the other side of the break.
0: Guys, I gotta talk about selfishly just one of my favorite sponsors here at DNVR. Maybe my favorite, it's Ivaka TV. They really helped us out going to Serbia. And um, shout out for them, everything they do. Our Serbia documentary is premiering on Evoca TV. So if you want to be one of the first people to watch it, if you want to get an exclusive look at our Serbia documentary, you got to sign up for Ivaca TV. Go to evocatv slash Colorado 10, evocatv slash Colorado 10. You are going to get $10 off your first three months of Ivaca TV normally $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. But right now you guys can get $10 off per month for your first three months at ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. They've got Altitude Sports, at Sportsnet. So you get your Nuggets, you get your Abs, you get your Rockies if you're into that type of thing. <laughs> then you get tons of other national channels as well. So ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. This next monster I'm really excited about too, because you know when you purchase tickets to a sporting event, third party, and there's just a million different websites you can yeah, go to, and you're never sure which one to use. Does this one include service fees? Does this one not? Like, where am I getting the tickets? Are they getting emails? Now I have my definitive site that I'm going to for tickets to sporting events, to concerts, to shows. You guys should too. It's called Game Time. Game Time Tickets is the hottest new ticketing site out there that makes it even easier to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows. You can get tickets at the 50 yard line courtside behind home plate for super cheap. There's huge last minute price drops that can only be found on game time and so you can get those seats for just ridiculous deals. if you guys love us here at DNVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, in the YouTube description if you're watching live or on video, or in the podcast description if you're listening. Go through that link, buy tickets on GameTime, join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events.
1: Love it. Especially because that's the only way to watch the Nuggets anymore. It's going to the games. Yeah. So. That is important. That's important. You know what else is important, Harrison, getting this next segment in before her, uh, super producer kale has to bail on us. So let's go <laughs> ahead and get into it. Let's draft some side piece teams, brother, which as we were
0: talking before the show, distressingly few. It's a, it's a thin I know. category. I feel like this is a way tougher assignment than in years past. I agree. I agree. I'm curious to see how you've handled it. Um,
1: we're really listing more than drafting, but you know, why not make it a draft? It is the offseason. So, Harrison, you get the first pick. Do we want to have any rules or, or should we just go th-
0: raise any objections as you have
1: them? As you have them.
0: Okay. Man, the side piece team draft. This is, this is stressful, man. Not going to lie. I'm doing this totally on the fly as well. Yeah. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, with the first pick <laughs> the least enthusiastic <laughs> first pick ever I'm I'm serious like in years past there's been the memphises of the world there's been um like new orleans like the the pelicans of the world but i don't know with my side piece teams they can't be that good right so all right i got my first pick here <sighs> i'm going with the washington wizards oh i knew it i knew it damn it former Um, mr nugget monte morris the people's champ will barton a re uh a reimagined kyle kuzma he's not the kyle kuzma of the lakers rookie johnny davis one of my guys delon Wright. denny avdia who's half serbian i'm going with the wizards wes unsell jr former nuggets assistant Oh, the, the
1: Tim Connolly's hometown. I know he's not with us anymore, but spiritually, the Washington Connections alive and well. Yeah.
0: It's, it's tough because I don't think the Wizards are going to be the most fun team on this list to watch. But maybe I'll enjoy watching them the most just because of the connections there.
1: All right, I kind of knew you were going to do that. So really, I didn't even know I was going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to take them off. This is a little bit cheating, but they were playing team last year, and until we see it for sure, wind, I, I don't know if you can take this away from me. I'm taking the new look Cleveland
0: Cavaliers as my okay. I I that I feel like is the 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 most popular league pass team just among the NBA <laughs> intelligentsia this year. Yeah, that's right. The, those experts. Uh, are yeah. we snake drafting this? How does this work? Yeah, we can snake
1: draft it. Okay, I need your official ruling. Are the Minnesota Timberwolves too good to be a league pass team? No. Then I'm taking the Wolves. I'm Take them. <laughs> I think they're going to be really good. I think Anthony Edwards – Off-the-court trouble aside, he's going to be on the court. He's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think Cat as a power forward makes sense. Having said this, I am talking about a team with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, and I'm feeling a little sick picking them number two. But I'm going to do it. I think the Wolves are going to be a fun watch, and I think they've got some fun kind of up-and-coming narrative juice to them.
0: So, Yeah. Uh, Next up, I don't think this team is too good either. I'm going to take the Bulls. Okay. All right. The Chicago Bulls. I know Lonzo Ball might miss a couple games at the start of the season. Don't worry about it. Lonzo Ball, they've got one of my guys, Goran Dragic now. Um, they've got another one of my guys, Dale and Terry. They've got Zach Levine, Iyo Dasunmu. I like a lot of guys on the Bulls. They were super fun last year, so I'm running it back with them. I knew you were
1: gonna do that as well. You have our two, you have our like sibling teams here in Chicago and Washington. Yeah, so I, I saw I saw that coming. All right, how do you round this out? Because now it's really tricky. Now you really gotta get creative in round three.
0: I do, I do. You know, I want to take the thunder. But the fact that Chet Holmgren is out for the year, I know. I just can't see myself seriously watching them. I feel the same way. I'm not going to actually. I'll be honest with myself right now. I'm not going. To. I can't take the Rockets. I yeah, can't you, do you it. Hate
1: the Rockets.
0: What I about Orlando? The, the Gary Harris lists Orlando Magic. I was thinking about Orlando, but when you actually look at that roster. I know. There's not a lot of guys that I like watching. I know. There's one left for me. Yeah, I think my pick here is going to be the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. I don't love it, but LaMelo Ball... I feel like not enough people are talking about him making a huge leap this season. I'd watch the ball every night though. I, yeah. That him I'll watch. I do wonder if that team's vibes are just in the
1: toilet now. They, they kinda, might be. They, yeah. Yeah, they were on a, a fun ride up and they took a sharp tumble. Uh, yeah. Right.
0: They took like a center in the first round of the draft for the fifth straight year. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, Mason Plumley's still there. I think. Wait, wait, is he still there? I don't even um, th- Their announcers great I like their uniforms I could get into some Charlotte Hornets basketball this year
1: Alright I think this year I'm going to help myself To a modest portion Of some Detroit basketball I like watching Cade Cunningham I'm excited about the Ivy edition I don't know mm-hmm. if this is going to be a great return on investment of my time but I think I'm gonna sit down to watch some Pistons games this year.
0: Maybe it's a crazy
1: move, but I think there's some juice there.
0: Uh I love, I love the excitement.
1: I hate this pick. I already hate it. But I, I think I am. No, I like Cade. Cade is really fun. I'm going, I'm going with Detroit. Uh all right. Well that that does the great side piece. There's a big takeaway here, Wind. We're less excited for side piece teams than ever before.
0: Do we want to keep drafting? We, we can. Should we, we, should we all- finish this out for a, f- a five pick league hey, pass? If you, if you think you've got three piece draft left in you, bro, let's do it.
1: Let's
0: do it. You know, the Hawks are an intriguing league pass team. Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um. They got, they got a lot of things to like. This is a good pick, actually. In a league pass team. I can't bring myself to pick the Blazers, even though I think I'm going to enjoy watching them this year. You should pick the Blazers because it's, it's like a fun shot at them. You know what I mean? Because they think they're good again. So you're like, yeah, you're a league pass team. Yeah. So give me the Hawks. Give me the Hawks. And then give me the Blazers because they're. I just think the Blazers and the Blazers are either going to be very good or very bad. I feel like I feel like they're going to surprise people, or in five months we're going to look up and be like, "Wait, we thought this team was going to be good." Are they? I feel like we're going to do. I they're going to be an average
1: team that makes like a small little run at some point. And a a national media member is going to talk us into the Blazers again. And then they'll be very underwhelming. Is this, is this
0: roster fun though? No. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) No, no, This roster is not not fun. There's guys I hate on this roster, but I think they're going to be intriguing to watch and I'm going to be tuning into them just because there's so many new pieces and we don't really know how the team is going to fit together. Atlanta is also not too good to be a league pass team. They were the eighth seed last year.
1: Yeah, if I get Cleveland, you can have Atlanta for sure. Do you think that DeJounte Murray trade is going to make them substantially better
0: or just more fun to watch? Definitely better. Definitely better. I mean, I don't know how many better fits next to Trey Young there might be in the league than DeJounte Murray. Like, that is a great, great fit next to Trey Young. (sighs) Yeah. All right, kill. give me the Indiana Pacers. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I'm not. I mean, I you, thought about Indiana, not going to lie. You really? <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot left. You know what?
1: Give me the Sacramento Kings. Give me the there Sacramento There you go. Kings. Someone's got to do go. it. I'm going to do it. And then um,
0: they got Kevin Herter.
1: That's what I'm talking about, the pride of Western New York. Give me that fella. You just sacred. I like that. You know, I feel really bad for Kale. You know what I would never want to do is spell live on the internet. <laughs> don't think I could. Don't think I could do that. And then um, finally, there's an intriguing team out east, Harrison. And I feel like we've just sort of, I don't know, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about them. What if I told you? Don't say there, it. There's a team not getting a lot of title juice but they had two of the best players in the NBA. They were led by Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding. I'm actually just kidding. Take them off. It's not the Brooklyn Nets. (sighs) Uh, For comedic sake, because I am going to post this, just write Boston Celtics at five. (laughs) That's all they are. They're not really a serious contender to me. Oh, I have them. Even
0: though they're probably going to be the yeah, favorite. Right.
1: Yeah, I have their ceiling. Even as a team that was just in the finals, I have their ceiling as um league pass, you know.
0: <laughs> it's your list, man.
1: Oh, right. Wow, there you have it. The absolute worst draft we've ever done. Harrison, thank you so much for joining me for that. And Of course, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. <laughs> 2 men game will be back tomorrow. We'll flip roles, though. Harrison will host. I'll just chill out. Thank you for hanging out with us. We're live all week. We're live five times a week. We're not going anywhere. Eurobasket coverage is over. We turn our attention to the Nuggets. That season is just around the corner. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. And we'll see everyone tomorrow.